0: This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas.
1: I was thinking about how during this whole virus pandemic, we've become a lot more conscious of our hands. If you noticed that, we wash our hands more. We don't shake hands. I haven't shaken hands with anyone in a long time. I actually used a glove the other day to put gas in the, in the car, a little latex glove. I've <laughs> never done that before. We're very conscious of our hands. And, and yet, we're, all, we're almost always conscious of our hands. Ever heard people say things like, I, I, I didn't know what to do with my hands. I've heard people say, I actually started smoking cigarettes because they didn't know what to do with their hands. Or if they go into an awkward social setting, you better make sure they have a cup or a glass or something in their hands. I, true story. I was dating a girl down in Florida when I was in college and, and I dropped out of college for a while and she introduced me to her parents. I don't know what she told them, but it was the most awkward moment. I walked into this very small foyer. The mom was standing there. The dad was there. She was there. Everyone was nervous. And it's like no one was talking. And so I, I just felt so awkward that, that they had a little York, Yorkie, a little Yorkshire Terrier sniffing around my feet. So I just reached down, picked up the little dog and just started petting him. Whole atmosphere changed. It just changed. And the dad's like, "Come on in here." And I sat down in the kitchen and talked with them, and uh, they, you know, just they were very friendly. W- walked away, and you know, and th- the girl looked at me. She said, <laughs> "She said I can't believe you did that." I said, "Did what?" She said, "You picked up Montage." I said, "Montage?" She said, "Yeah, our little dog Montage." She said, "No one in the family can pick up Montage. Montage bites everybody." She said, "You just picked him up and started petting him." I guess the family thought that. I was, uh, I was awesome since so I could pick up this dog. I think Montage realized this brother's struggling and uh, he came along to help. What do we do with our hands? You realize that your hands on the outside tell a little something about what's going on on the inside, that hands reveal things. Now just think about this, for example. If you are watching a football game, you can tell what's going on just by watching the hands of people. Ever seen people when, when something horrible happened and they have their hands, their hands are behind their head and they're just, they got this look on their face, but it's like something bad just happened. Or you can see people with their hands on their hips, players with their hands on their hips, it tells you they're tired. I actually heard a, a strength coach for the University of Alabama a number of years ago talk about the fact that they never let their, uh, their players put their hands on their hips during conditioning. He said, because it sends a message to the other team that you're weak and they, and they can get you. So the hands on the hips show that they're tired. And then, of course, there's the hands above the head like this. That means touchdown. Something great has happened. Touchdown usually is a universal sign, something that as a Houston Texan fan, we're probably going to see a lot less of because we just traded our best receiver. But I digress. It's It's a sign of victory. You can tell what's going on by simply watching the hands. How about our hands toward God? You ever thought about that? Is that something that that it should be a part of our life. The writer of Hebrews actually wrote the Hebrew church and he talked to them. They were going through a lot of difficult times. And in Hebrews 12:12, he said this, he says, wherefore, lift up the hands that hang down. He was talking about, uh, actually he was quoting a verse from Isaiah, the 35th chapter. And if we go to that verse here, Lift up the hands that hang down. He said, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Isn't that a great verse? But it's saying, don't be afraid. You lift up your hands during this time. He was writing to a church. that was going through difficult times. And so he said, lift up your hands. Other translations said, strengthen your hands. And so our hands are indicative that we can strengthen our hands because we have a God who can save us. So our hands are indicating something that's in our heart of victory toward God. I remember what time I was playing basketball. This was, in, this was in high school, I was a junior. I just, this is my first opportunity to get into a, a varsity game. They put me in, I was a pretty good shooter. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was just so nervous and I got the ball and, and I was just almost shaking and I went up and, and instead of shooting the ball toward the hoop, the ball just went straight up in the air and came down. It was, everyone was laughing. It was one of the, my most, I don't even like thinking about it now, it was horrible. But what had happened was that my hands had gotten weak with fear. See, fear weakens and praise strengthens. I would have loved to have seen a YouTube clip of Jesus as he came into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. Joy described it so well with the the children yelling and screaming, the people waving palm branches, putting their coats in the road. I would have loved to have seen that. Here's what I, 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 I believe. If we'd have seen that YouTube clip, I don't believe the people were standing there with their arms folded going, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of, of Israel. Oh, blessed be the son of David. I don't think they were doing that at all. I think their hands were lifted up and they were celebrating the beginning of a king, that the king was coming and they were excited about that. They were lifting their hands in celebration Because a Savior had come. Lifting your hands is something that we see in the scriptures. And I got a great story for you. And really, it underscores the importance of lifting our hands. It's found in Exodus. when When the nation of Israel had come out of Egypt, Moses was leading them. And here's a story of him lifting his hands. It's found here in Exodus 17. It says, now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him, and he fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side, the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and he called its name. The Lord is my banner or Jehovah Nisi. It's a good story about Moses when he was lifting his hand. They were, they were in a situation where the people of Amalek just came out and attacked them. They weren't doing anything wrong. They just got attacked. But, but Moses told Joshua, he said, now I want you to go fight. He said, but I'm going to support you in this. And his support was actually going to the top of the hill and he had what the scriptures call the rod of God in his hand. Now, this was not an ordinary stick. This was the same rod that God had had begun to use in Moses' life and he used it to bring plagues on Egypt. He would stretch out his rod and the plagues would come. He stretched out this rod over the Red Sea and the Lord split it. So this rod represented God's power and God's authority. And so when when Moses would lift the rod up, the rod of God. He, it, basically, he was, saying he was exalting that God is above this situation, that God's power and God's authority is above this situation. And when, as long as he held his hands up, as long as God's power and authority were being exalted, Israel won. When his hands got heavy and he dropped them, then Israel began to lose and, and that they would prevail. So as long as his hands were up, they were in a winning position. When his hands dropped, they began to lose. Well, you obviously you can understand that the, the forces of gravity begin to, you can't, you can't hold your hands up all day. So Moses did a smart thing. He didn't go it alone. He took Aaron and her with him. Aaron was a priest. He was one of the first priests in, in Israel. Her was actually a relative and a trusted friend. And what they did was when Moses' hands were heavy, they held his hands up. I appreciate the fact that Moses didn't look at them and go, no, I got this. I can do this on my own. There was no time for pride here. Moses allowed them to help him. He sat on a rock and they held his hands up and he was holding up the rod of God. And God caused victory to come with Joshua and they defeated Amalek. But I like what happened after that. God said, I, I want you to remember this. This is always important that we remember what God's done for us. And they took, they he wrote it down for, for Joshua, but he also built an altar there. And he called it the Lord is my banner. Now we don't use that term banner as much now, but in effect what it was 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 like a a, a standard raised up on the pole. We would call it today a flag. A flag of, of victory. So basically what what Moses was telling the people is, this is a banner. Banners were used to rally an army. They were used to rally a community and they were holding up that banner and they were reminding the people that God was their victory and that God would give them victory. I love that story. As he held up his hands, Israel won. Now you think today, what about us lifting up our hands? Remember the writer of Hebrews said, lift up the hands that hang down. That's such an important place for us today. If we think about it, guys, we didn't start this fight with this virus, we got attacked. This is simply an attack and you call it what it is, but we're going to have to fight. And that's, that's something that, you know, as a country, it's caught us all by surprise, but we are in a fight. And it's so important and it's so vital that we continue to lift up our hands. Now. Lifting up our hands today, we don't have a rod, but when we lift up our hands today, what we're doing is we're acknowledging, God, you are, your power and your authority is greater than anything. We are lifting you, we're saying, God, you're greater than this situation I'm going through. I know a lot of us are going through stuff right now, but God's greater and when we lift our hands, that's, that's an expression of saying, God, I believe your power and your authority are greater. And i tell you something too, it's, it's kind of an humbling position. Now I know what some of you are thinking. I know. You're saying, Alan, you know that lifting hands and, and praising God and stuff. Bro, that's not how I roll. And I, I get it. I get it. If you'd have told me a month ago I'd be speaking to a totally empty auditorium and we'd be live streaming all of our services, I'd have said, no. Nah, bro, that's not how I roll. But things have changed. And I think we need to rethink how we roll. Another thing we need to acknowledge that when we lift our hands, what we're doing is we're praising the one who can help us and can turn the battle for us. We're giving praise to God. So a lifting of the hands is saying, God, I'm going to praise you in the middle. You're the one who can do this. And actually lifting our hands is indicative of praise. The psalmist said, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. It is a a sign of praise, but it's also a position of strength. And I think that's something that maybe has been lost on us before, but when our hands are lifted up, that's a stronger position, especially as we're acknowledging God. We're saying, God, you're stronger, you're greater, you're bigger. This is, this, and I'm giving praise to you. When Jesus, on the day that he entered Jerusalem, a little bit later on, evidently in that, that afternoon, Jesus went into the temple. And as he went into the temple, the children cry, you know how children are, they get on something and they don't get off of it. And they had been hearing their parents cry out, Hosanna, blessed is the son of David, the King of Israel. And they were, they were shouting, Hosanna, they're following Jesus in the temple, just disrupting everything. And Jesus is, he isn't stopping them. And it made the Pharisees angry. And they, they, they turned to Jesus and they, they said this in Matthew, the 21st chapter, They said to him, these are the Pharisees. Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yeah. Yes, have you never read out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. I love how Jesus responds to these people. He said, have you you heard what they're saying? And Jesus said, yeah. He said, have you never read? In other words, you haven't read your Bible. And what actually Jesus was doing was he was quoting Psalms 8.2. I'm going to put this up for you because I want you to see the correlation. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. So when the psalmist said it, he said out of the mouths of babes and infants, you've ordained strength. When Jesus said it, he said, you've ordained praise. And what Jesus did right there was he equated praise and strength together. He said when, when you're praising, you're in a place of strength. As I, was, as I was praying about this message this week, the Lord gave me a, a little poem. I'm going to read it after my feats of memorization last week. I, I've learned my lesson. But I wanted to read this because it, it really is a contrast of when I'm in a weaker place and when I'm in a stronger place. When I'm in a weaker place, my head is bowed and my hands are down. My eyes are sad, my mouth's a frown. When I'm in a stronger place, my head is up, my hands are raised, my eyes have hope, my mouth has praise. There's a difference. And when we're praising, even in the middle, even though you may not feel like it, I'm telling you, you're in a stronger place. Say, well, Alan, we got a lot of stuff going on, man. There's, man, we're into fighting. There's job situations and there's family situations. And it's not like the whole world stopped just because we're dealing with the virus. All the other stuff we were dealing with ahead of time is still going on. And if you feel like you're in that place and and maybe you're feeling overwhelmed, one of the best things you can do is lift your hands and say, Lord, in the middle of this, I'm gonna praise you. In the middle of this, I believe that your power and your authority is greater. And I love what Joy shared today. You are the victorious one. You are the one who rescues us. Our hands lifted up is a stronger place for us to be in. Now, let me encourage you to also do one more thing. Don't try to do this alone. You know, Moses needed help holding up his hands. Do you realize that we need help? Gravity was pulling on Moses. We got pressures in life and they pull on us. And the tendency is to cause our hands to droop and to, and to hang down. But we can also... It's good to have people in your life who can help hold up your hands. Now, maybe you're thinking, hey, listen, the people in my life right now, I have seen way too much of, and they're not helping me. In fact, I would like to take my hands and do something else. No, I I don't encourage you to do that. But listen one of the reasons we exist as a church, Aaron was a priest. I'm a pastor. We're a church. One of the things that we do for you is we help you hold up your hands during this time because we're reminding you of what God's doing. We're reminding you of God's good news and we can help hold up your hands. And you think, well, I don't even have any other people in my life. Well, you, you do have a helper, because. Jesus said that he would send a helper, someone who would be with us, and he is a strengthener. The Holy Spirit is there to help us and he will strengthen us at this time. I think if, you, if we get quiet, we can sense him whispering songs, whispering scriptures, whispering things to our heart. He's strengthening us and helping us hold up our hands. In Ephesians, the, uh, the third chapter, it said that he would grant you, Paul was praying, according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in the inner man. You are not alone in this. You've got God. You've got people here at the church who love you. You are not alone. You may feel isolated, but you are not alone. And the Holy Spirit is there to help you and to strengthen you and to hold up your hands. Good things, good things can take place even in the middle of these dark times. Because one of the things that we can begin to declare during this time is God is our victory. He is our victory flag. He is the one we, we are people that have another source of help and strength and we can look to him even during this dark time and we are not alone knowing that he's the one that, that gives us victory. He's our victory flag. I remember uh, about, eight, what was it, about 18 and a half years ago remember where I was when the, when the twin towers were run into by the planes and, and 9-11 happened. I think everyone over a certain age can remember exactly where they were at that time. I remember being stunned. I remember the difficulty. I remember how how I felt. But I also remember how I felt just a few days after 9-11 watching, a, a, a I think it was a football game that took place. And they unfurled this huge American flag. The people in the, in the stands were going nuts. I, I got to admit, man, I got choked up because I so identified in that dark time with being an American and that we were going to overcome, overcome that. That flag was such a rallying point. And I, I, I just remember just feeling like, man, we're, oh, we're Americans. We're going to win this thing. But I also know that today in my heart, And in the heart of billions of people all over this world, there's another flag that flies. It's a a flag that when they unfurl this one, there are no stars and stripes or symbols of a nation. It's the face of a man and not just any man. It's the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And we recognize he is our victory. And I so identify with being connected to him. He is our victory flag right in the middle of this difficult time. The prophet Zephaniah spoke in Zephaniah 3 when he said this In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion. Let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in, in the, your midst, the mighty one, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Man, don't you love that? We can lift up our hands because our God, the mighty one in the midst of us will save. That gives us such victory. Lord, you are our victory in this time. Not our strength, not our wits, not our ingenuity. Lord, you are our victory. And when you don't know what to do during a time like this, I think the best thing we can do is lift our hands.
0: send your perfect peace, Lord, as I lift my hands, let your healing come, let your healing come to me.
1: Thank you, Justin. Man, I love that. We've got somewhere to go. We've got someone to praise. We're not alone during this time. Listen, we're going to say a, to say a prayer. If you're here, or if you're here, I keep thinking you're here. You're not here. But wherever you are right now watching this, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, or if you're not sure, or maybe you're like I was, you had a relationship at one time and you just got so far away from God and you recognize in this time, man, I, I need to be closer. I need to walk with him. We're gonna say a prayer, I'm gonna lead you in it. You can just simply pray along with us. If you're watching on one of our platforms when you could click in, go ahead and click and say, I, I did That's good for you to say, I did make a decision. If not, you can text the word in to 313131. But it's good for you to acknowledge God, I'm coming to you. I'm coming back to you. Go ahead and bow your head with me. Pray this prayer. But pray it out loud. I'm gonna lead you and You pray it out loud with me. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now. I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Amen. I want to do something else before before we close. I I recognize that so many people right now are dealing with anxiety. This has just compounded things. And and I want to pray. And I want to pray that you would sense God's peace and I want to pray that you would sense His presence. But I also want to pray that you would begin to lift your hands and begin to acknowledge Him. Maybe you haven't done that. Maybe you've been away from Him. Listen, He is so merciful and you can certainly come back let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we're, we're thankful for your help and your grace. We thank you for the, your mercy, which endures forever. And Father, as people are, are anxious, thank you that you are a God we can turn to, that you are still God, regardless of what's going on. You are God. You've always been God. You always will be God. Thank you that you're our big God. And so we, we take these cares, these burdens, these concerns, and Lord, we just ask you to help us with them. We, We give them to you and we thank you for your peace. And Lord, we just lift our hands in honor of you and your power and your strength. Thank you for working in our lives. Thank you, Father, for working in your people. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, I just want to let you know, we love you. That we are praying for you on a regular basis. God would strengthen you, that he would give you wisdom, that he would protect your jobs, that he would provide jobs. We're praying that. Some people say, well, Alan, how can you pray that? You're, You're not living in reality. Oh, no, we're living in reality, but we're not letting reality limit what God can do in our lives. So we are praying for you. Let me bless you before we go. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. We love you. We're praying for you. Thank you for watching.